Amen. Church, we have been in a summer series called Jesus Is. And we're not looking at our opinion of who we think Jesus is. We're looking at who he said he was. And he made a lot of statements about who he was. And thank God that one of his best friends, John, recorded a lot of those statements, put them down. He didn't know he was writing the word of God. He just thought, oh, that's good, Jesus. I'm going to write that down. And sure enough, it became a gospel. Gospel means good news. Say good news. It's all gospel means. And it's incredibly good news. And, and the series... Um, called Jesus Is, we, we've, we've learned a lot about who Jesus said he is. And it's not done yet. We have one week left in the series, but that one week is going to happen next week because sometimes we have to pause and instead of, instead of talking about God and more about what he wants to do, we celebrate what he's already done and what he's doing. See, a lot of companies and a lot of organizations make promises, have slogans, have mission statements on the walls, and they're all great. Oh, these are our core values, and you should have those. But, but one thing that is really clear to us and really clear to me is if we're going to make bold statements about who Jesus said we're to be as, say, Meadows Church, like every week you say you're going to lead people to Christ and their God-given purpose. Well, are we? Are people finding purpose through the church? I mean, that's what we claim every week. That's what we shout every week. That's what we post every week. Is it happening? So sometimes we got to pull back the layers and say, okay, God, what are you doing in the lives of everyday people who are part of the church? These are some of my favorite weekends. Uh, we call them Every Story Matters. And we, we always say at Meadows Church, we count people because people count. And, and numbers matter to God because every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God. So... Um, Without further ado, I want to invite up Dave and Tanya. Would you give it up for them? They're going to come and share a little bit about what God is doing in their life. And uh, it's exciting, I promise you. Uh, as they make their way up, I'll tell you that, well, Tanya will tell you how long she's been coming. I don't know exactly, but she's been coming for three years? Three years. And uh, as soon as she gets a mic, Tanya, I want to know from you first... How did you end up even coming to Meadows Church? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, I was invited by Mindy Summerla. Um, it was a couple years after my brother passed away, and I was still pretty angry at the man upstairs. And she's like, hey, you got to come check out this church. It's, it's a great place, and, and hopefully you can find some peace again. Yeah, that's awesome. And so... Both Dave and Tanya, we would say, recommitted, really re recommitted their lives to Christ by coming to Meadows. Uh, they, they, similar to me, you've, you've known about Jesus and you've heard about Jesus and maybe believed in who he said he was, but maybe weren't really truly living it out until you stepped into Meadows Church. So uh, then you know this is coming, but how has your life, and Tanya, we'll start with you first, how has your life specifically changed since coming to Meadows, recommitting to this Jesus that we preach about every weekend, how has that changed your life? Yeah. Um, I used to come to church to get my cup filled. It was all about me um, coming in, like Monty said, sitting for an hour, hour and 15, and going out and doing my life. My life has always been about giving and, and taking care of others, but it was never at the complexity of that it is now. Now it's about my cup is full. He makes it full every day but going out and, and making sure everybody else's cup is full. I love that. Our definition, some of you would know this if I asked you, because we say it a lot, the definition of Christianity 
It's not about me. And what she just said is, as soon as she recommitted to Jesus, pretty soon it wasn't about Tanya and getting filled, even though that happens when you come, right? Yeah, but then you pour out. That's what we're called to do. I love that you said that. Thank you. So Dave, you, Tanya got invited by Mindy three years ago, but, but Tanya was coming through the doors with no Dave. What's up with that? When did you start coming? About a year. Yeah, nine months a year after the fact. So um, right before COVID started, uh, working in the ER and uh, just angry all the time, just just in a bad mood all the time. Um, you know, kind of like Tiny, I was helping people, doing things, but it just seemed to be an endless cycle in, in without any direction with it. And uh, so we started coming to Meadows, and I'll, I have to admit, first time I came here, it's like, yep, nope, I'm out. Like, Catholic background, you know, I come in and I mean, it's, it's secular music they're playing up there. What, what is this? So, you know, a, pr a production, you know, it just kind of threw me off for the first time here. It was ACDC. What's the big deal? Yeah, yeah. So, so, the, so the first, then I came back again about three weeks after that and uh, uh, just felt really prompted to, to go to church and Monty was starting a uh, series on the armor of God. And this is when COVID's really starting to pick up and it kind of just resonated with me to be honest and uh next thing i know i kind of realized you know yeah you, i'm helping people all the time but what good was i do really doing it was all short short term and it uh you're helping them at that moment but long term didn't really seem to matter so next thing i know i'm in uh, classes to become a chaplain and my purpose went from the physical needs to more of a spiritual needs and what we need to do to uh, fulfill our, our purpose in life so. so that's crazy. So if, if you don't think that Jesus changes people, this is a guy that you had a head knowledge of Jesus, but you really wanted nothing to do with the church. Yeah. And that is a lot of people, right? That is a lot of people. That was some of you and some of me for a long time, right? I, I don't need the church. I got Jesus, him and me. I don't need corporate church or, you know, the conglomerate of that. And it's a bunch of hypocrites. And people, but, but all of a sudden it became personal. And you Definitely. realize the church is the body of Christ. Yep. The church is the bride of Christ. And a guy that wanted nothing to do with the church is now getting ready to give your life to it. Yep. I mean, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty right. awesome. So you, Dave, I'll just keep it with you since you really led into the next question. How has God revealed your purpose through that decision? Well, you just kind of share that. You went, yeah, go ahead. So I became a chaplain and I have time, I think, to, you know, the story about what happened to me at work. So, um... The nurses and doctors and stuff I work with, they, they knew, okay, he's a chaplain now. Well, during COVID, our chaplains were hard to get reach of. You know, a lot of them are pastors or priests at other churches, whatnot, and they were busy. So we had a gentleman who just got put on hospice, uh, rather young. He was in his early 40s, and he asked for a chaplain, couldn't reach one, so uh, the charge nurse asked if I'd go in there. So anyway... Um, Getting emotional, sorry. Yeah, the big guy up here, what? So anyway, I go in there, and the guy was so worried about uh, the balance, whether or not he'd done enough good deeds in his life. So in his mind, that's how he got into heaven. So it was funny, because Monty had just done a huge series about um, what it means to have faith in Jesus and what it means to believe that not only was he on the cross, he died for everybody and raised again for everybody. And it wasn't about whether or not we do good deeds. It's our faith in him, and that's how we receive the grace of God. 
So I sat in there probably about 30 minutes talking with him, and uh, somewhere along the way, he, he got a, a realization came on, the light bulb came on for him. And he was very uh, relaxed. He said, I'm good now. And uh, I had to go to the bathroom, compose myself, before I went back to my patients. And two days later, me, his priest, and his brother were praying over him as he passed. So when I got done with that, I realized, you know, I've been a paramedic for about 30 years, been helping people, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I come to church the next Sunday, and I go up to Monty, and I go, hey, I got a question for you. And he's like, what's that? I go, well, what do I have to do to become a pastor? <laughs> Double take, triple take. He took two steps away, turned around, looked at me, and went, really? <laughs> Even Monty kind of, and I already told the wife a couple days before that, and she's like, okay. So I think both of them are kind of like, well, let's see where it plans out. Well, I've been attending uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan for a while now, and uh, hopefully down the road we'll uh, plant a new church um, and uh, start a ministry sooner helping uh, adults uh, in, in risk. Family Resource Center and Homeless, and uh, name it will be all of it will be all seasons. You're looking at our next church planners right here. It's exciting, a guy that didn't want nothing to do with the church, and now you're planting one. Yeah. <laughs> Only God in a sense of humor. So that's so exciting. By the way, our first church plan in Bennington crossover. Uh, Casey Comstock, some of you remember him. He was ordained this past weekend, so just give God praise. You know, ordained in the Wesleyan denomination, and they're reaching people right now as we, as we uh, sit here and share stories of God stories. They're in Bennington, loving people, reaching people for Jesus. Tanya, Dave's not the only one who's revealed purpose. Like, you're both planning together, but obviously, God has showed you more purpose in your life. So what's he showed you since Jesus and medals and all this? Yeah, no, absolutely. I worked for a school district when I first started coming to Meadows, and now I'm an executive director at Lift Up Sarpy, um, who is very blessed to be able to help our congregation here and, and all those others in, in Sarpy County. But I know that uh, it's very easy for us to kind of prejudge that homeless person on the street or maybe even the person sitting next to you. You know, I, my own family is like, well, why don't they just go get a job? Or, you know, why do you have to answer the phone at 1 o'clock in the morning just because, you know, so-and-so is called and, and they don't have a place to stay? Why, why does that have to be you? And it's me because that's what God's purpose is for me, is my always my answer. Um, but it took, it took Meadows Church and, and hearing Monty's message week after week and, and truthfully even learning from Mike Smith that um, we can prejudge all day long. But until you've truly walked in their shoes or open your book, like, by, or like Pastor Money says, um, and read the word, it's, it's not about judgment. It, it doesn't matter why they're on the streets. It doesn't matter why they're calling you at 1 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter why we're stopping alongside the road to help a family. It, it doesn't matter. That's what God wants us to do. And so in my job now, um, I, I mean... I can tell a lot of stories. <laughs> um, you know, everybody has their walk and, and their season, which is why all seasons kind of came to place, is because we firmly believe that whether you're normal or messed up, you walk through a season. And now Dave and I fully understand God's purpose is not for us to judge them, but to help them. I love that. Thank you. 
When Tanya says that her and the organization she's connected to, Lift Up Sarpy, is partnered with Meadows, I mean, I, there's a lot of stories there. I mean, I, I will call Tanya. Somebody will reach out and say, hey, I'm homeless or I've lost, I'm, I'm kicked out, I haven't paid rent, whatever. And I'll call Tanya, and you know, she'll call back within a half hour. Well, I got them a hotel. They can stay there for two weeks. In fact, we're doing that right now with somebody. And, and she puts them up at hotels and pays for this. I mean, it's incredible what's happening behind the scenes. And that's why weekends like this, I think we need to do more. So you understand what's truly going on in your church and the organizations that we're connected to. So Tanya, I'll just stay with you for this, this last thing. What's the biggest surprise or is there a biggest surprise that you've seen God do that you didn't maybe see coming since uh, he brought you here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this man sitting Besides, next to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we, we've had all seasons of our relationship. If you've heard our story, we dated in high school, and then I broke up with him when he got stationed in Italy after Desert Storm. Um, I was a Nebraska girl, and I wasn't leaving. Uh, we, we both had marriages and had wonderful kids and wonderful marriages that just didn't work out, and God brought us back together. And, you know, I, I always thought, gosh, that's such a coincidence, and that an easy word to use. Um, and now I know coincidence isn't coincidence. It's, it's God doing his work. Um, and I could literally sit up here for hours and tell you my life story of how God has planned every chapter and how it's fit into me sitting here today. But um, the most amazing part is to, you know, I was married to the protector and, and the most amazing partner I could ask for. Um, but I never thought that I would see him have such peace um, and just calmness, you know, when you're a professional firefighter, professional paramedic, and you do that all the time, and then you work in Omaha Rapid Response, and you go to Haiti, and you do all these things, you have such an anger because our world is messed up. And even though you're getting to help, um, it's still messed up because you, you don't feel like you can make a change. But to see him be at calm and peace, and um, it's just, it's a much better marriage. It, it's... You know, I mean, <laughs> um, it's just changed so many things that, I mean, God has just blessed us in so many ways since we started tithing and since we started studying the word more. Um, I, I just, I can't even begin to tell you all the changes that it's made, but it's it's made for an amazing marriage, and it, I am so excited that All Seasons is, is going to be the next chapter. I love it. Dave, biggest surprise for you? I think the calmness that I have now, I mean, it's, you know, like she said, for years, it was just angry. You know, some people might have said, well, it's PTSD or, you know, that was just, you know, angry. But I mean, I'd come home and uh, I'd just look here and go, I hate people. You, you know, it's just, I wanted nothing to do with people. And, and I think that was part of my anger towards the church because until I came to Meadows, I saw a lot of churches. I attended a couple of churches, but they were more worried about protecting the church there was no outreach there was no ministry there was no helping of others and now I find myself constantly looking what what else can I do or what else do I need to be doing so you know like a couple of Sundays ago you know there's a family broke down the side of the road you know yeah kind of like that one time you're talking to the guy to flat tire you know really right now okay so he, you, you pull picked over. up quite a few people I mean more he, than one he, recently. yeah so it's, it seems to be a trend I think that's kind of it was God's way and the Holy Spirit saying and this is what your ministry is going to be. Got it. Okay. So <laughs> that is so awesome. Anything else that either of you just want to add before maybe there's somebody out here, you know, still debating on 
you guys have both taken next steps in many ways. Groups, we talk about groups, you're both in them, uh, both in the word, giving, not just financially, but, but in so many other ways. But anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? I would tell you that um, Monty had, in one of his messages, had said that, you know, your, your faith walk with God doesn't necessarily make life easier. And I was like, but why? Like, I just want one thing to be easy in life. And I know God has made a lot of things easy, but when you lose your dad at a young age and then you lose your brother at a young age and there's just challenge after challenge and you're helping the world, but you don't feel like you're making a difference, you're just like, come on, God, seriously, just make one thing easy. And then Monty preached and said, it's going to get harder. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm like, it can't get harder. I don't know how, how burying your dad and burying your brother can get harder than that. But I would tell you, um, it is hard. Tithing's hard. It, it's hard being a good disciple. It, it's hard coming to church some Sundays after you've given all week and, and done his work. But I'm telling you, the blessings are way just bigger than you can imagine. And it's not about having a big home. It's not about driving a fancy car. I mean, those those things are nice, don't get me wrong, and I, I enjoy driving a nice car. Um, but, I mean, we're selling our house right now. We don't need that big house to put money back into doing our work. And that is a blessing. It's not a sacrifice. It's a blessing. So just know that the journey is not easy. It's not fun. And you may need a couple more boxes of Kleenex, but it's so worth it. <laughs> so worth it. It is worth it. Dave, anything else? I would just say, you know, when people ask, you know, why are you a Christian or why do you do certain things, don't, don't worry about knowing what verse to say. Don't worry about knowing what scripture to quote. You know, a lot of times just the way we interact with people, that's what makes the difference. When uh, I first started Purpose Groups, um, you know, we always talk about reaching out to randoms and reaching out to that one. And... And you almost like you feel like you got to be forceful about it. And what I found really quick was, well, if you just love people, they're going to come. And uh, I, I can think of a few stories I've seen within the church and even with me as well, where just by doing that, we, you know, that we've helped change lives. So that I think is the key. It's, it's just loving people, not not trying to be legalistic or anything of that nature. Love them. Seems like we've heard that somewhere before by somebody, yeah. right? Yeah. Just love them. Just love them. Can you give give it up for these two? Thank you both. So they, um, as you heard, they're selling a home that they never dreamed they would be selling a home before they stepped into the church, um, planting a church, uh, changing careers. I mean, investing in the kingdom. What God will do, never saw that come. They didn't see any of that coming. And for any spouse, I talk to spouses all the time, they come without their spouse because maybe their spouse isn't on board with faith or church, um, you know, don't give up. Tanya didn't give up, and, and now Dave and her are planting a church together. And I'm always so proud because I think it's very hard for a spouse to come by themselves, but I'm just telling you, you come to Meadows, you'll never be by yourself. You'll be loved and welcomed and wrapped around, and we'll pray over your spouse and you. And it's just so exciting. We, uh, we're a church planting church, and uh, at the conference, something was said about losing people. Because when you plant, it's hard to grow as a church because you're sending people like Dave and Tanya and Casey and Amanda and Brett and uh, Tim and Mabry and all these people out. You're sending them out. And, and I said, well, we're not losing anybody. We, we don't lose people. We launch people. 
And we want to launch people, and we want to launch you to your purpose. It may not be planting a church. It might be. But here's what I would say to this. If you ever, if you ever felt a call to anything, whether it's planting or a ministry or whatever, and, and maybe you've been sitting in the seats and you're hearing stories, but I'm telling you, if God has put something in your heart, man, I want to hear from you. Like, you know, reach out to me. You can email hello at meadows.church. Tell me what God's doing in you. And we'll do what we can to plug you into your, to guide you to, like, my dream is for you to live your dream. That's my dream. That's all I want. And if there's a dream that's simmering you, or maybe it's already gone, like, out, I want to re- refuel that. We want to refuel that for you. So, with that said, we're going we're gonna, to, I think we're going to worship in song here for one song, and then you're going to hear another, sto- one more story, and we're going to keep- praise God through it all. Amen? Can you give God a, hey, while they come up, I'm going to share something quick. I'll let these guys get situated. I forgot to share this. Sarah talked about the one-for-one ministry where you guys bring a dollar every week. We get a card this week at the church. I got to read this to you. By the way, the, who, the person that wrote this card, I've never met them, met them, don't know who they are. They've never been to Meadows Church as far as I know. And here's what they said. Uh, the words that we have are simple. Hope you know how much warmth and appreciation come with them. They can't express, um, or words can't express the warmth and gratitude for the gift to our family. So this family received a check for over $1,000 uh, from Meadows. Now, when I say from Meadows, it's from you, right? It's you. You're, you're the church. Uh, blindsided by this. We put this to good use. We were just so surprised and relieved at the extra help at just the right time. Thank you so, so much. Will you give God praise for the way that you give $1 impacting people? God is so good. God is so good. Amen. Yeah, you can give him praise. It's, you can't do it enough. We can't give him too much. There's no such thing. You can have a seat. Um, I want to invite Carissa to come up to the stage. Would you give it up for Carissa coming up to share a little bit of her story with you today? Uh, Carissa, I already know when she started coming to Meadows Church because it was um, week two of the church's existence. So it would have been October 2017. I got that right, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't you get here the first week? I don't know. I wasn't invited yet. Oh, all right. We'll (laughs) let it go. So, but you were invited. Mm -hmm. There's a theme, church, to Dave and Tanya, to Carissa. Every one of them was invited by somebody else to come to the church. The invite cards that are out in the Welcome Center, they're in front of you in the pouches, I'm sure. I promise you that God will put you in front of people this week. And, and, and the, the enemy's going to tell you they don't want to hear about faith or church. But I pray that the number one thing that you'll, you'll maybe introduce them to is your story. Because your story, Carissa's story, is the number one way that Carissa's going to reach somebody and maybe get them to come to Meadows or any other church. Doesn't matter if it's Meadows as long as they're preaching Jesus. So, Carissa, you were invited by a guy named Mike, who is still part of our church, and you, like Dave and Tanya, tell me if I'm wrong here, but had definitely a head knowledge of Jesus. Um, certainly probably wasn't maybe being lived out, I guess you could say. So um, talk about that. Uh, how has your life changed since coming to Meadows that second weekend or whatever it was in October 2017? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, always, I grew up like Catholic and so um, I, I would go to church and I had a, a head knowledge of, of who, who God was and um, I believed in him and 
Um, but it wasn't, I, I never like really, I had never heard of like having a relationship with him. I never knew that was a thing. I, it was always like, okay, if you do, if you do good things, you'll go to heaven. And if you're bad, you'll, you know, you'll go down. <laughs> um, and so that was, um, that was just kind of how, how I lived my life. And then Mike invited me to, to Meadows. And it, it's so funny because when he invited me, he hyped it up because it was like your guys' launch weekend. So you guys had all the people from Sioux Falls and like the big band and all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, sweet. So I walk in and there's maybe like 40 people at the Beardmore Event Center. And there's, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> there's nah. two guys on acoustic guitars. And then there's this like pastor that's just like screaming at me. And I'm like, what is happening. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, it was, it, it was an impactful message for me and, and how, you know, God has changed my life since giving my life to him. It, it's just, it's completely like 180. If I were to, if, if someone were to like ask me, where do you see your life in like four and a half, five years? I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed it at all. I think, you know, just the way that I spend my time is so much different. Um, the way that I schedule and prioritize just my life, um, you know, it, it church is, is kind of at the center of that because I love the church so much because um, of, of how he's transformed me uh, through, through it. And, you know, like, and, and I don't, I guess, I schedule my time around church not because, you know, out of obligation, but because I, I just love being a part of the church. And I, I literally get, like, when I have to miss, like, Sundays, like, if I'm out of town or I'm sick, like, I, I literally have, like, FOMO. I have, like, the fear of missing out on, like, what God is doing and how he's moving. And I'm just, like, texting people. I'm like, how's church? Like, was it, like, what happened? What did I miss? And and so, I mean, that's been completely different because I would have never guessed that. But But even more so how he's, like, changed my heart, you know, I still, like, you know, I think we could all say, like, we, we, we have to fight selfish, like, tendencies and, and, and thoughts. And, um, and that's still something that, again, like, it's a daily choice and a daily reminder to, to not be selfish, uh, to be selfless. But, um, you know, he's really changed my heart in that and, and just being way more empathetic towards people and, and just caring for others and loving others and, and just having a, just a, a deeper understanding of, uh, of, of other people and, and and yeah he's he's completely changed my life in in so many ways yeah I think it's safe to say that when you, when you walk through the doors you didn't you had no idea no. what would be happening <laughs> what would happen a year from then two years from then so we say at Meadows Church we exist to lead people to Christ and that happened with you mm-hmm. and their God given purpose so how, has that happened with you how has God has God revealed purpose to you since since coming to church. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, It's funny because when I first started, like, coming to church, and and that's always been our mission statement, to lead people to Christ and and their God-given purpose. And, like, my God-given purpose always felt like, I don't know, like, I could never, like, really, like, fully wrap my head around, like, what my purpose was. I was like, oh, is it a career? Is it a specific job? Is it uh, a specific, like, ministry? Is it something like that? And, And I never really had, like, this, like, aha moment like where it was like oh yeah light bulb it was it was very much so like like appealing back of layers like an onion where like the more I just stepped um and and took next steps and stepped into obedience and like followed him he just continued to to call me to different things and challenge me and and make me uncomfortable like being up here speaking is super uncomfortable for me (laughs) so uh you know he he's he's called me to just different things and as I said yes and as I stepped into those things he just continually like reveals reveals 
purpose for me, um, whether that's, you know, uh, getting to, to help lead worship on Sundays or uh, to help lead our youth ministry. Um, or, you know, I remember like when I first went to life group and that was like super uncomfortable. And then from life group, I, I felt like I should lead a life group and I led a life group and then it just kind of snowball effects. And, and, and so I think he's just continuing to reveal his, his purpose for me. Um, and, and I just think like all I have to do is love him, follow him, um, be obedient to him and love others. And, and, and he'll just continue to reveal that for me. I love what you said about the, the onion, and he keeps peeling back these layers. See, purpose isn't a destination. You just heard her say it. Purpose isn't, I'm going to one do this is my career. This is my calling. That's part of it. But purpose is the journey, isn't it, Carissa? Your purpose is still being revealed, and it'll be revealed 10 years from now and 20 years from now. Something about Carissa, you know, I remember, like, all of a sudden I'd see new equipment, like, on the stage. Like, I'm like, that's a nice keyboard. We're, like, we can't afford that. Why can't, who's buying that? He'd be asking Sarah, who, who authorized that in the budget? And Sarah's like, oh, that's Chris went out and bought that. I'm like, she, she bought that? And then, and then another piece of equipment would show up, a guitar. I'm like, oh, my gosh, who bought? Chris bought that. I'm like, Chris is, I like Carissa. Carissa, keep buying stuff for our worship team, will you? I mean, she, I mean, but, but what she did, she was investing in herself and the ministry. And, boy, when I see I'm like, God's doing something here. She is investing in this, and she's using it for God's glory. And, and just amazing, and just so incredibly proud of her. You know she's part, a big part of Metal Church Music, and, and what we've seen them releasing EP and music, and God's getting all the glory. You didn't see that coming. You didn't see any of it coming, I think it's safe to say. What's the, is there a biggest surprise, or what's some of the things, or maybe one thing that surprised you the most since walking through the doors of Meadows Church four and a half years ago? Yeah, gosh, it's... It, it's hard to like even find like one specific thing. Uh, you know, I talked about like just my love for the church and um, and just being a part of the church. Like I said, I I I grew up like going to going to mass and um, like I always dreaded it because I I never felt like it was I don't know I just I never felt connected to God really through that and um, you know He really has um, transformed my heart in that way and and just I, I love the church so much because of what God has given me through the church. Like, he's given me purpose. He's given me, um, you know, just uh, my worth and my identity in him um, completely. You know, I, I think about the time when um, I, I was first coming. You know, I, I had just kind of graduated college, and um, uh, my entire life had been wrapped up in, in golf and in being a, a collegiate golfer. And so when that was done, that was over, like I had reached this point where I was like, I just want to be a college athlete. And, and when it was all over, it, it literally felt like my identity had been like stripped away from me because it was something that was temporary. And, and so I found, you know, my worth in Jesus. I found my identity in him. And in that, I mean, gosh, there's just so much peace um, and comfort in that. And, and through that, he's given me, I'm going to get choked up. <laughs> uh, he's given me um, just the most amazing, like, family here in Omaha. Like, my family doesn't live in Omaha. And so to have that family here, and I just can't, I, I could have never, like, 
dreamt of the, the relationships that I have, the, 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 the friendships that I have, the, the doors that open, the opportunities that I have um, because of the church, because of um, just, the, just because of all the doors that, that God has opened. You know, I, I was in a job for four and a half years or four-ish years that I, it was a good job, and, and I look back, and it was a great learning experience, but I, I didn't love it, and I kept being like, God, like, why aren't you, like, showing me a way out? Like, why aren't you showing, like, why isn't there, like, a door? Like, I'm, I'm seeking opportunities, and it just feels like the door is being slammed in my face. And, and from that, like, kind of on the other side of that season of, of, of being in a, in a new career and a new job and, and those kind of things, it's like, man, he was, he was just, you know, he kept me in a season to, um, to, to open up more doors and opportunities. And so he was just, had me there waiting. And so I just, I don't know, I, I feel like I have just a, a greater peace, a, a greater understanding of, and trust in him and uh, just a love for the, for the church and uh, for, um, for his bride. And, and I'm just ranting now. So I, yeah, I, I, but, you, <laughs> I don't know. but you know, yeah, give it up. <laughs> Thank you, Father. What she said, and you probably caught it, she probably said the love for the church seven or eight times. She just said the love for the bride. I love that. See, I love the church, and she does too. And she, we, we, her story, when she said, I grew up Catholic, and nothing against that, but it, there just, it, was, it was just something happened here. And you've fallen in love not just with Jesus, but with his bride, which makes sense because they're one. Mm-hmm. And, and we want people to know that. And uh, I'm just so proud. So golf... You know, can you make me a good golfer? That would be the biggest miracle that Jesus ever pulled off. So can you, will, will you keep praying over that? Will I'll help? keep praying, yeah. After seeing clips of you literally, like, throwing your golf club, okay, I don't, I don't know, you don't man. Have you don't have to say that. Um, we're going to, I'm going to pray over, we're going to pray over Carissa. I forgot to do that with you guys up here, but we'll do it for the next service. But I want you to reach a hand out, and uh, we're going to pray a blessing over Carissa. Father, I thank you for the boldness of both Tanya and Dave and now Carissa to come up and share a story. See, there, we don't believe there's anything more powerful than a changed life. Her life has been transformed. She had no idea what to expect. And, and, but here's what I keep hearing out of Carissa and Dave and Tanya. They kept taking steps. It's like I went to group. I was nervous, but I went to this group, and it was weird. But I, I, and then pretty soon I'm leading a group, and, and then pretty soon I'm taking this step, and I'm, I'm serving here, and I'm inviting here. It, as they take steps, God, you reveal more of yourself, your beauty, your love, and purpose for them to them. See, living purpose, it's not up to you. It's up to us to step into what you have for us. And I'm so just so proud of Carissa and the way that she has stepped in, God. And... Uh, she has no idea what you have in store. If she knew it, she'd, she'd be freaked out if she did, God, because it's so good and it's so you. And I pray she keeps taking steps towards you, even when she's scared, because she will be, even when she feels um, anxious, and she will sometimes, but she said it, she has a family. And, and her, 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 maybe her blood family doesn't live around here, but I tell you what, her faith family is right here. And we will wrap around her and we will love her and we will continue to point her to purpose and she'll help us way more than we'll probably ever help her because she has you in her. And she loves the bride. She's sold out to the bride of Christ. God, blow the doors off her future. In Jesus' name, amen. Get up one time, one time for Carissa. I, uh,
the church. I hear Dave and Tanya speak about coming to a church and now planting one. I hear Carissa, you hear Carissa, and I hear Carissa talk about stepping into a church and falling in love with the church, falling in love with Jesus. When I grew up, I didn't know they were synonymous. I thought I could have Jesus without the church. I didn't understand correct theology, you could say. I didn't understand a lot of things. But there is no separating Jesus and the church. But we live in a world, and you know this, and maybe you're there right now. Maybe this is your first time, or you've been here a few times. I'm telling you, the more you seek Jesus, the more you'll fall in love with the church. And the church, will be, it'll be messed up. As soon as I walk through the doors, we were screwed, okay? It's messed up. And it's just the way it is. But it's still God's bride. And it's still God's plan to reach his people. And I never want to, I never want to lose, lose that fire that is in us right now. Fire that got Mike, who gave his life to Christ, by the way, the very first weekend. Why do you think he was so fired up to invite Carissa the next week? You know the first person I hugged on opening weekend when I jumped off the stage? A guy I didn't even know. His name was Mike. That week, Mike invited Carissa. And then she surrendered her life to Christ. And the world will never be the same. What does God want to do in you? What does God want to do in the people that are in your life? I'm telling you, if, but if you will press in, that's why, that's why the 31st, when I talk about next week and casting vision, it's so crucial that you come because, because I know that you'll only realize purpose as much as you step into it. I wouldn't be up here if I didn't step into it. Neither would any of these guys, and neither would Carissa, neither would Dave, neither would Tanya. What does God want to do in you? I'm telling you, to him that is able to do immeasurably more than, than you can dream or imagine, what God wants to do. My biggest prayer for us today is that we will know that the stories that you heard up here, yours is just as powerful and just as valuable. And for the person that maybe, like, like me and Carissa and Dave and Tanya, all similar, in fact, we knew of Jesus. I knew of the story of God and creation, and yeah, 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 he created everything. It just wasn't personal. It just wasn't, it was here, it wasn't here, and maybe that's you. Every weekend, we're gonna, we're, I'm going to tell you how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus. And, and, and here's how it is. Believe by faith that Jesus is who he said he was. Jesus is blank. He is the son of God. He is the savior of the world. You, like Carissa said, you can't be good enough. You're not good enough and you never will be. Thank God you don't have to be. Jesus Christ was perfect and is perfect. He came for you. He died for you. And if you will surrender to him by faith, your faith, you got to do, you, you got to believe by faith. When your faith connects with his grace, your world will never be the same. The problem is sometimes people will just have a, maybe pray a prayer, and, 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 but nothing really happens. He wants you to surrender everything, all of it, at his feet today. Everything, the secrets, the sins, everything. After we sing one more song, the prayer team's going to be up here and they want to pray with you and for you. Okay? Or the prayer room is right over there, maybe more, uh, maybe more private area for you. Don't leave here if you need prayer. And by the way, you need prayer. And I do too. But the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's why the cards are so critical. When you leave, I tell you all the time, I go straight to them because that's all I got left. I don't know where you're going, but, but, but I, oh, that person came for the first time. Oh, look at this person has a prayer request. This person gave their life to Christ. But checking a card doesn't save you, and praying a prayer doesn't save you. It's, it's an indicator, but your faith, Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Savior of the world. 
And God, I need you. Maybe you're praying that right now. God, I need you. I'm jacked up. I'm messed up. I'm in sin, and you know it. You came for a wretch like me? Thank you. Ask him to come into you. Ask him to make you new, and he'll do it. You can leave different than you came. That's been my prayer all week for you. Surrender everything to him. As we worship this final song, I pray that you'll do that. And then when we're done, I pray that you'll get prayer, that you'll turn in cards, that I get to meet you, especially if you're new and I haven't met you yet. I'd love to meet you and just hear your story. It matters so much. God loves you. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter what you've done. He is in love with you. And he wants, he wants to do something supernatural in you. Not tomorrow, not next week. Today. Today is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. Father, we love you. We thank you. We're going to worship you and continue. And it's not going to stop when we leave here. In Jesus' name, amen.